I'm being joined today by a special guest, as a gentleman called Guy Finlay. Now, Guy has led a very fascinating and diverse life. He was born into a very successful show business family, and he was the son of the late night TV and radio pioneer Larry Finlay. Um, his childhood friends were the sons and daughters of the most famous celebrities in the world. And as a young man, Guy enjoyed success in a number of areas, including composing award-winning music for many popular recording artists, including Diana Ross, The Jackson Five, Billy Preston and The Four Seasons. So um, as well as writing a series of scores for several different motions, motion pictures and TV shows. So from 1970 to 79, he wrote and recorded his own album under the Motown and RCA recording labels. Throughout his youth, Guy suspected there was more to life than the type of worldly success that led to the emptiness and frustration that he saw among his own successful friends and colleagues. And in 1979, after travelling throughout North America, India and the Far East in search of that higher uh, truth and wisdom, Guy voluntarily retired from his flourishing music career in order to simplify his life and to concentrate on deeper self-studies. And I, for one, am super grateful that he did. Guy Finley is now the acclaimed best-selling author of more than 40 books and audio programmes. He's sold over 2 million copies in 24 different languages worldwide. In addition to that, he's also presented over 8,000 unique self-realisation seminars to thousands of students throughout North America and Europe over the past 30 years. He's been a guest on over 1,000 television and radio shows including ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, NPR, Wisdom Network and many, many others. His syndicated weekly radio programme is aired on several international networks, including Healthy Life Radio, Achieve Radio, Sedona Talk Radio and HealthyLife.net. Guy's taught at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck in New York and is a regular expert contributor to Belief.net and the Huffington Post. He's here today to speak with us about his latest book, which comes out today, March 12th, 2015, and is called The Secret of Your Immortal Self. And it's been receiving incredible reviews already. Michael Bernard Beckwith says it teaches us to uproot our false underlying beliefs of fear, guilt and anger and self-doubt and access our creative and authentic selves. The Nightingale Covenant Group says that Guy Finley is one of the leading experts at the forefront of human potential. And renowned brain expert and New York Times best-selling author of Change Your Brain, Change Your Life, Dr. Daniel G. Amon says that Guy Finley's thoughtful wor words of timeless wisdom in the secret of your immortal self will help inspire you to be your best self for yourself and for those you love. So I'm here with Guy Finley, and I'm super excited to be chatting with you today, Guy. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I'm glad to be with you. Um, and I, one of the reasons I'm so excited about this conversation right now, apart from uh, the book, uh, The Secret of Your Immortal Self, which I'm super excited about sharing with the world, um, but one of the reasons I'm so excited to speak to you today is because it was actually 15 years ago when I first came across one of your other books, 
um, freedom from the ties that bind, that I had a, a really powerful experience and shift in my own personal journey. So I'm just really grateful to have the opportunity to um, thank you in person um, and yeah, just get to have a chat with you basically about about your work. <clears throat> I'm ready when you are. Okay, so let's jump straight into a little bit more about the book. We've heard um, that it's already been getting incredible uh, accolades um, and, and, you know, credits um, because it is an extraordinary book. I know I absolutely loved reading it and I think it has a message that is really, really important for what we're experiencing as a, you know, as a society at the moment in the world. Um, and... Yeah, I, so let's talk a little bit about what, what this immortal self is that, you know, the book is titled. Um, and can you just share with, with our viewers here a little bit about, you know, what that means, what that, that fearless nature that you talk about in the book is, is actually about? Sure, I'd be glad to. First, I think it's important to uh, clarify that anybody who attempts to uh, define or in any way put in a cubbyhole what is divine has lost their mind. Uh, but we can, we can talk about this part of ourself that is, in fact, immortal it, by looking at its presence that already lives in us and using our experience in real time, to be able to discern something of the truth of this timeless nature. The beginning of the book, I quote a beautiful man that I worked with for 15 years, a saint actually, uh, before he died. And he said that it is wise to seek immortality because time defeats all other ambitions. And of course, you know, that's so blatantly obvious in those moments when all the things that we have done to feather our physical nest, our relationships suddenly go up in smoke, or we learn something about our health, and the next thing we know, uh, it's not a question of uh, how long we're going to live, but what life do we have left. In those moments, we realize that we have valued perhaps things that were less consequential than what we should have. The lessons that we learn in those moments, Savannah, they bring to us a sudden awareness that I always knew, for instance, when I've had a real epiphany and insight, it isn't that I've learned that new understanding, more like that understanding suddenly received a certain kind of light, a little bit of sunlight, and out of that experience, suddenly rises up from within me an understanding that had always been with me. And when it does, we know it's timeless. We don't have to think to ourselves, gee, I wonder if that's true. The very, the very flowering of that understanding tells us without having to think about it that not only is that true now, but it has always been true. And this timeless wisdom already lives in us. It's what we call when we go, oh, geez, what's wrong with me? I knew that. Yes, you did. But you were asleep to its presence. So my book is about, number one, 
helping the reader remember that within him or her already lives a nature that understands, to rephrase what I've said, that whatever seems to be in our way in any given moment is actually a part of the way. So that there's no disparity, no looking out and go, oh, why did that happen? What's going to go on now? Because we understand that the events, that, that lessons ride in on the back of events. And these lessons, as the saying goes, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. These lessons are to help us remember that within us already lives the whole of this understanding. And all our responsibility is, is to enter into that presence, enter into that relationship where this knowledge, this love, and more importantly, this highest of all understanding, that there is nothing to fear in life because everything that comes to us in life is to help us transcend this fearful part of ourselves that actually believes it's separate from everything it looks at. I, I love that. That's so powerful what you're saying there. And I think it's so, so true as well. Um, it, it's really about trusting the whole process of everything that's happening for us. One of the things that I wonder... Um, in terms of uh, this subject, is what would you suggest um, people do to help connect to that part of themselves, to help them hear that part when everything else around them is going crazy um, and they maybe, you know, think that it, that isn't the case and they can't connect to that part of themselves? What would you say um, to somebody who's thinking, oh, yeah, well, that sounds great, but how do I do that? That's not practical. the first thing I would say is that one has to get out of their head. You know, it isn't a question of trusting the universe. It's a question of awakening to the universe that is already inside of you. When scripture and all of it, East and West says essentially that man, woman is made in the image of the divine, that within us lives the entire superstructure of the, cosm of the cosmos, all of the energies, all of the relationships, all part of our very being, it isn't an exaggeration to, be, to understand, for instance, maybe one says, I would like to be a more compassionate human being. I'm, I have a more a Buddhist uh, tradition. You know, I want to be compassionate and all the rest of that. Well, you know, it's one thing to have a beautiful picture of oneself, and then it's another thing to run into somebody who cuts you off on the freeway or who cuts in front of you in line at a store. To be able in the moment to realize that what you're looking at in every moment exists in order to reveal you to yourself so that whatever appears coming up inside of me in that moment I can't separate from the person that I'm looking at. So I understand, you know what? I, I don't try to forgive this person for being rude. I already know his pain. And if I know his pain, I don't mean intellectually, but I'm present to it. I'm not going to add more to his pain. I don't have to trust in love. I let love live through me. 
and love won't hurt itself. It isn't that it excuses the person. It understands the person has an incomplete understanding, that they're still asleep. So maybe a correction has to be made, but it's never done as a judgment, and it's never done from a negative state. So the task is to increasingly realize that as a man or a woman, we are all already charged with a certain capacity to be conscious in the moment of our entire existence. We don't have to glamorize that. I mean, I can be aware of my body. I can be aware of my emotions. I can be aware of my mind while I'm talking to you. And if I'm present to all of myself, then I'm also present to the fact that everything that's going on between us right now is producing changes. But if I stay present, I don't become identified with the changes. I let them all flower as they're intended to. I observe the whole process. And I am literally born and die and born and die moment to moment, much as St. Paul said, that I must die every moment. The meaning of it is that our true nature is part of a process of perfecting itself through this physical existence. So that one of the big keys to bring it back to the earth, if you will, and to what we're talking about, one of the things that a person doesn't have to worry about anymore is they understand that death is not the end of life. Why do they know it? Because they're living it. Then it isn't a question of trusting. It's a question of being. So, so you're saying to just be really conscious and present in each moment and, and and with each moment, you know, live in that moment. And then when that moment's passed, that moment is gone. It's dead. And you move into the next one and you're in that moment. Yeah. Yes, yes. Look, um, one of the things that I like to spell out is why are we drawn the way we are drawn to the various things we're drawn to, the relationships we're drawn to? And I'll leave it rhetorical for the moment because our time is so precious together. I'm drawn to what I'm drawn to because when I sit, for instance, I sit here, you know, by the miracle of technology, I look at your face, you know. I, I experience qualities in myself that I would never know if I weren't looking at you. If there weren't the sound of your voice, your smile, your eyes, I wouldn't know that particular part of myself that is the same as you. Because it looks like when I look at a night sky that I'm looking at something deep and timeless. But the night sky is just revealing what is deep and timeless that lives in me that actually only is aware of itself presently when it looks at, through a relationship, what awakens it. So life is a process of revelation. Passing events, people, circumstances stir in us characters and qualities that we would never know were it not for the active moment. But you can't separate what is awakened in you in that moment from the event that awakens it. And time, as it moves, continues to stir. I call uh, life a, a, a cosmic swizzle stick. You know, it never stops stirring things up. We love it when it stirs up beauty and strength and grace and patience. We love to experience those qualities that life reveals to us about ourselves. But we resist tooth and nail 
when life brings up things we don't want to see about ourselves. My book helps people understand that it's all the same act of love because it's all the same act of birth. It's all the same act of perfection and ultimately the same death that isn't death, but the rebirth of a new conception. So one lives that. One doesn't think it. One enters into that. That's what the secret of your immortal self is about in the book and in real life. <laughs> I love it. I really love it. It's such a powerful message to, to encourage people to be present and to be aware of their environment and what's happening around them and to practice, I guess, kindness ultimately. Because if you know that that is a reflection of something that you know, you're observing or realizing or understanding about yourself, um, that, you know, why, why would you attack it? Why would you do anything other than well, well, just we, observe it? See, that's the point. This is where there's no, there is no substitute for higher self-knowledge. It isn't you, Savannah, listeners, that when something untoward, something ugly appears in our nature, it isn't you that resists that. It is that part of our nature that does not want to become conscious. So it hides itself by blaming people or conditions outside of itself or by judging itself. How ludicrous that we judge ourselves as if in hating myself, it proves that I'm a loving human being. What could be sillier than that? And, and, and oh, you're a terrible person because you weren't patient as if that proves that patience lives in me. If I were patient, I would express the patience. But at that moment, something takes me over, this old nature, and it acts its life out. In order for us to be reborn in the true sense of the meaning, we must learn not to be trusting or kind, but patient in the face of these revelations about ourselves. Do you know the real meaning of the word patience from the old, old language? Please share it. It means to suffer oneself. Oh, wow. <laughs> Imagine. So that when, when, when the event, which I'm making synonymous with a revelation, a revelation comes, the light touches what is asleep in me, the darkness. The darkness is suddenly brought into consciousness. One must be patient with its appearance, not let it become active and then tell you who you are and what to do, but rather to let this light, this divine understanding that has awakened this nature, let it do what it is intended to do, which is to integrate in ourselves this new light with this old darkness and let it become some, a new creature. Then, literally, we come out of that moment a different order of man or woman than the one who went into it. That's immortality. I love it. So it's embracing all of life's experiences. Yes, yes. There is no such thing as a bad fact about ourselves, Savannah. And anything in us that is stirred into seeing greed, ambition, fear, hatred, any of those qualities that we have been through an acquired conscience 
hammered in, you should not be like this. You should be a loving Christian, a compassionate Buddhist, a peaceful Muslim, whatever it is. All of those icons are secretly battering rams that this old nature uses to hide itself. It isn't that it, it, it is true. We should be that kind of person, but not because we're trying to be that, but rather because we see where we miss the mark and then let the very intelligence we're talking about act on us to make the change that only it can make in us. I love it. I think that's such a powerful, powerful message. Um, and it's something that we all have the opportunity to access. I cannot recommend highly enough this book. I think everybody needs to read it and, you know, tune into that part of themselves and learn how to just really embrace all of those things. Um, and I'm, I'm just super excited and thank you for writing it and taking the time to speak with us today. Um, is it, how, how do we do this? How do we uh, find out more about where we can get the book from and, you know, share and, and find out what other people's experiences have been with all I have this a, as well. a non-profit uh, foundation called Life of Learning and uh, we have put together a, a way in which not only can someone get the new book at, at a very at a price better than you would get it anywhere else but it comes with a, 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 a really beautiful I don't know what you call it a plethora of a, a package of bonus gifts a four-hour brand new audio album called The the Golden uh, Rule of Self-Realization, uh, a PDF of a book called 365 Ways to Let Go, a, a, a month. I don't even know all of it. I know that part of it includes a month free, uh, free uh, membership to my online wisdom school, which is very cheap to begin with. But all of this, when you get the book and the way you get the book, here's where I have to really struggle. You, you go to uh, www your immortal self all one word your immortal self.org and at that at that url your immortal self one word.org you you'll see the book and you'll see the gifts so uh, your immortal self.org to get the book if you just want to learn more about my work you can spend 5 years literally just taking the free material out of guyfinley.org www.guifinley.org. But I do urge, uh, Savannah, you know, uh, we, we, you and I were together here. We acknowledge that there's some beautiful truths. They're not mine, certainly, that were being spoken. And we acknowledge it, but we have to act knowledge. We must take these ideas and begin to go through what we must in order to be the instrument of what is truthful. These books, my work, is all a way in which a person can begin to act on a new form of knowledge that, yes, will cost you something, but it will change something in you accordingly to your wish and willingness to let this light act on you as only it can. I love it. And there's, I know we've got a little something from savannahalir.com into that gift bag as well that you mentioned there. Yes, and we'll make, yes. I'll make sure that we've got all the links and everything below so you can click on those um, and head on over and, and get yourself a, a copy of the book. For of sure. The book. There's, a, there's a ton of beautiful bonuses uh, from people like yourself. So... I'm super excited. Best of luck with the, the book launch and everything, Guy. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
and I look forward to hearing more about this this whole journey.